0: Hey, it's Kayla with the Confused Nursing Student Podcast, and today I'm going to go over some notes that are not from the reading. It's more of self-exploration of the adrenal glands because we have a test tomorrow, and I am getting very lost with the hormones. So I did a little bit of research this morning and um, I just basically wanted to know what the adrenal glands are and more about the hormones involved and what they do. I did do an episode already on Cushing's disease and Addison's disease, so that's already up, but I kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper and to just focus on the hormones themselves or why things happen, but it's literally like a little bit of time I took to research I just wanted to look up a couple of things so this should be a fairly short episode so I'll get started what are the adrenal glands so these are little glands that chill on top of the kidney they produce hormones like cortisol and sex hormones when there is an adrenal gland disorder the adrenal glands produce too much or too little of the hormones like cortisol and this happens in Cushing's and Addison's disease. Adrenal gland disorders can happen because of a genetic mutation, tumors, pheochromocytoma which is also in the Cushing's and Addison's disease episode, infection, pituitary gland problems. When there's too much cortisol you would have Cushing's and the signs and symptoms would be around face or neck, obesity, thinning of the arms and legs, red blue slash purple striae, increased blood pressure, muscle bone weakness, increased blood sugar, slow growth in children, increased hair, and menstrual problems. So it's important to know what cortisol does. So cortisol is a stress hormone and it controls mood, motivation, and fear. Cortisol helps control inflammation, blood pressure, uh, stabilizes blood sugar, controls sleep-wake cycle, and it helps boost energy and to handle stress. So, we should know, let me see if I wrote anything here about Addison's because I think I decided not to. Okay, so we should know what the HPA axis is. So the HPA axis stands for hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis, axis, which is the relationship between all of these glands. So the hypothalamus releases corticotropin-releasing factor, or a.k.a. corticotropin-releasing hormone, CRH. So from now on, I'll say CRH. Uh, It binds to CRH receptors in the anterior pituitary gland. So it moves from the hypothalamus producing CRH going to the anterior pituitary gland. Then ACTH is released from the anterior pituitary gland. ACTH, that stands for adrenocorticotropin hormone, I believe and it takes a stroll, a stroll on over to the adrenal glands and lands to the ACTH receptors in the adrenal cortex to produce cortisol. When there is stress, cortisol is released. So there is this threshold. So once cortisol gets to like this little threshold thing, it will tell the hypothalamus Do, we're good. Stop producing CRH. So then, the hypothalamus shouts to the pituitary gland, Yeah, bro, we're done here. And he stops producing ACTH. And then the cortisol will drop. I believe that's called negative feedback. I'm not sure. So let's talk a little bit about aldosterone because it's also a hormone in the adrenal cortex. So aldosterone helps manage blood pressure. And it helps to increase sodium and water absorption and potassium excretion. A lot of the stuff in our class talks about sodium and water. But when we've looked it up, it, uh, potassium is a really big factor in aldosterone production. So that's why potassium gets secreted or excreted in urine. Aldosterone is a part of the RAAs, which is also the RAA system. And when blood flow is decreased, then renin helps to form angiotensin 2 through, like, you know, angiotensinogen converting angiotensin 1 to angiotensin 2. But from my reading, it just skipped that part and just went from renin to angiotensin 2. So that helps produce aldosterone to help maintain blood pressure. Okay? If there is too much aldosterone, then it causes. Hyperaldosteronism, which is also in the uh, Cushing's Addison's disease episode uh, towards the end. Hypoaldosteronism is also seen in Addison's disease. So, ACTH, remember adrenocorticotropin hormone, also plays a role in the aldosterone secretion and it helps to secrete aldosterone in acute circumstances it doesn't do it like as proficiently or as actively as the raa system okay or RAs. okay so this kind of goes backpedaling into the adrenal gland i should have mentioned it earlier but here we go adrenal gland produces many hormones in the medulla or the middle part of the adrenal gland And produces uh, where it produces catecholamines, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. Okay? And the cortex, which is the outer part of the adrenal gland, that produces glucocorticoids, mineral corticoids, and adrenal androgens. All right? So the cortex has three areas there is the zona glomerulosa, which is the outer part. And it produces mineral corticoids. Then there's the zona fasciculata, which is the middle part, and it produces glucocorticoids. Then there is the zona reticularis, it's the inner portion of the cortex, and it produces uh, androgen precursors. And in general, steroids are formed with uh, cholesterol. So, You need cholesterol in order to form your steroids. That's another little hint, thing, tip. ACTH induces steroid genesis in each of these zones. So that's why it's important to know about cholesterol and steroids. The fasciculata, it goes through all of these crazy conversions, but for simple purposes, it creates cortisol which is the predominant glucocorticoid, okay? Reticularis helps uh, promote androgen precursors like DHEA and androsteone, androsteoridione. Sorry, I'm dumb. What are mineral corticoids? So I had to look that up because I hear it, I hear it, I hear it, and I'm like, okay, I can't really put words to it. So this kind of helped a little bit. So what are mineral corticoids, or what do they try to do? So these are considered your cortisones, your aldosterones, and uh, aldosterone is sensitive to potassium levels that I mentioned earlier. The way that it helped me remember is that we have to think of sodium and potassium as minerals, and it helps regulate mineral balance in the body. So mineral corticoids are steroids that help regulate mineral balance in the body like sodium and potassium that might you know it might not be true or whatever but that's going to help me figure out what exactly a mineral corticoid is because i need that type of assistance glucocorticoids which is like cortisol that's the big one so cortisol suppresses the immune system it increases blood pressure it increases glucogenesis, gluconeogenesis, decreases insulin sensitivity, so the glucose does increase in the body. There's thinning skin and increased bone resorption. So remember, that's eating away at the bone. And these are basically hormones that regulate sugar and fat. So how I remembered it is glucocorticoid, gluco, like glucose, so it regulates sugar. And some things that have a lot of sugar in it also have a lot of fat. So that's how I'm remembering it. Also involved, androgens and catecholamines, which I'm not really going to go into. Catecholamines play a role in sympathetic nervous system response, which also increases serum glucose because of glyconeogenesis and increased glucagon secretion. So remember glucagon is something that is stored in the liver maybe and it's when you your body needs glucose it'll start using the glucagon to create glucose for your body to use you can also google that because I am basically talking out of my butt right now so yeah and then it decreases insulin secretion as well okay And then my last little note here because I like to question everything because I was wondering why there is increased weight in Cushing's. So, of course, um, it's not understood. I was reading a study this morning and its main thing was, you know, we don't really know yet. So, there's that. But they found that glucocorticoids may cause differences in adipocyte, adipocyte, so fat cell gene expression, And metabolism and that promotes central fat deposition so that's why in Cushing's you would see um, more central trunk obesity and like that buffalo hump type of deal so it'll promote that type of fat deposition but again it's not really understood central adipose increases and peripheral weight decreases because of the type of glucocorticoid distribution so That's all I have right now, I hope that was somewhat helpful in understanding a little bit about the adrenal gland and the hormones it produces and the HPA axis and um, some little hints. I wish I was able to research more Um, but I have a test tomorrow and I had clinical today and I have have to see somebody and I have a, a PTA meeting to go to so I don't have time for that but I hope that this was useful. Thank you for listening. Again, read your book or do some research yourself. And uh, hopefully this was useful for you. So I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you for listening.